it's a Sunday afternoon and you're driving to the pool. What you gonna listen to? Wonder Twins. What you gonna listen to? Wonder Twins. Welcome to Wonder Twins. Uh, This is Jonathan. Uh, Jane, unfortunately, not on this episode. Uh, We could not get our schedules to line up uh, for a reason that I will uh, share shortly. Uh, Actually, I'll share it right now. So I spent the entire week in Las Vegas for a conference, and uh, I find the place mystifying and dumbfounding in, in many, many ways. And so, you know, since Jane couldn't be on the show this week, I thought I would bring in uh, somewhat of an expert uh, on Las Vegas, Las Vegas culture, uh, Las Vegas history, uh, to sort of help me parse sort of my experiences, which were, uh, in a word, strange. So welcome to the show, uh, Las Vegas expert, Jason. Hey, how are you? Good, good. How are you doing, Jason? Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's no problem. I'm really glad to glad to be here. Long time listener, first time caller. Yeah, well, we, you know, I invited anyway. Uh, the uh, I was interested in having you know sort of a Vegas expert on. Why don't you tell uh, the listeners a little bit about uh, who you are and what makes you you know the Las Vegas expert we all desperately hope and need. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so if you've never been to beautiful. Las Vegas. Uh, there is no better time than right now. Las Vegas is going through a renaissance of sorts. I mean, everybody knows about the Vegas of the 60s and old Vegas and old Fremont uh, Street and uh, the Sands and some of the, the older Sahara type casinos. But I don't know if you know this, but Las Vegas actually features all sorts of new casinos, new attractions, constantly rolling out new shows. Um, and you can get all of the delights and thrills of Las Vegas, uh, just a, a jet ride away. And in that way, I think <laughs> it's similar to some of the other, you know, amazing places that you can visit London, Paris, Rome, North Canton, Ohio. There's so many different amazing <laughs> places for you to visit. And Vegas offers all the thrills of those wonders of North Canton, Ohio. Just as an example, North Canton, Ohio, for instance, Um, I don't know if you've been to North Canton, but the Chamber of (laughs) Commerce in North Canton offers a remarkable set of advantages for small businesses looking to Uh, move. Jason, are you you currently located in North Canton, Ohio? I think what we're here to talk about is Las Vegas. And (laughs) you totally right. Yeah. So Las Las Vegas, Uh, if I don't know if you've been recently, but I'm just going to give you a few tips. uh, Just this past week, you know, but, you know, maybe I'll I'll go back. Oh, yeah. uh, Let's uh, that that can sort of be our our leading here. What are your tips for a successful trip to Las Vegas? First of all, bring twice as much uh, money as you planned on, but be ready, be ready to put aside some to gamble because a lot of folks think that gambling is the only thing to do Uh in Las Vegas, Mm -hmm. but put aside a certain amount for gambling, but leave a big chunk for all the shows, entertainment, attractions, and great food. The kind of food that you can only find in places like, like Paris, the casino, which has French food, Uh or or you can go to New York, New York and get a New York style pizza, or you can go to some place with like a hometown Midwestern feel like (laughs) North Canton, Ohio, where it has... (laughs) <laughs> Food cooked with love, the kind that only your, your aunt or mother could make for you. So, I, I mean, there's so many great attractions there. And if you want the genuine dazzling nights and early mornings 
all those crazy parties, the clubs, the alcohol. You can walk right down the street with a with a big old margarita in your hand. Yeah, if yeah, you I mean, like yes. those long nights and hangovers, the misery of of traffic, uh, the bumper to bumper on the Las Vegas Strip. If you enjoy spending day after day losing money in a casino. Las Vegas is your place. If you're looking for something that maybe is a little bit more of a down-home feel, um, <laughs> something that runs a little slower, where people are genuine, uh, where you know your next-door neighbor's name, and gosh darn it, the Main Street businesses seem to thrive year <laughs> after year, despite what the big guys are doing. Well, you might try something a little bit more like North Canton, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... I think what I'm what I'm hearing is that uh, uh, Vegas is all well and good. You know what? Let me explain. What do you know anything about Las Vegas, or would you say that your locus of expertise, sort of your leisure domain, your bailiwick, is more North Canton, Ohio? Are you being paid by North Canton, Ohio? You, legally, you have to tell me, or else it's entrapment. Look, there are a lot of great reasons to visit North Canton, Ohio. <laughs> And in addition to the neighborly uh, love that you get simply by a stroll down Main Street or one of our fine, I mean, one of their fine businesses, uh, stopping in at the post office, say hi to Old Wall. Remember, North Canton is just like Canton, just northier. <laughs> All right. Okay. I think, wait, is this Justin? Who? Justin, bass player Justin. Oh, no, I get that a lot. Our voices <laughs> and names are, sound similar, and we live in the same house and are married to the same woman. <laughs> all, all right, you caught me. I but didn't it, know this was going to be a, such a North Canton Can I just recommend podcast. a stop off in North Canton? <laughs> are you tired of the hustle and bustle of city life? Do you yearn for the down-home feel of a Midwestern small town? Are you already going to be driving through Ohio to get somewhere fun? Then why not visit beautiful North Canton? Located north of a slightly larger small town, North Canton is the small town with all the charm of a moderately sized town. North Canton boasts a bustling population full of Midwestern values, like kindness, walking, and rust. If you enjoy simple pleasures, you'll love our thriving Main Street, where you can get a warm cup of coffee, a slice of pie, and even a scoop of Edith Plunkett's world-famous ice cream. Assuming Edith is sober, that is. Ah, North Canton, where you can tour our brand new parking lot, explore our historically vacant manufacturing district, or take in some culture at our Museum of Art, the official Christmas trees. Visit downtown North Canton, where you can stroll either of our shops, or just find your way into an empty building and take it all in. So, why don't you come on down and visit North Canton? Please, please visit North Canton. It's, it's, it's just been so long. If you could just see your way to the if you've never seen the second biggest flag in North Canton, it's just above the bank, <laughs> and it is majestic on a on a good wind. Great. Anyway, I brought you on the podcast uh, because you and I, I think, share 
I got to do my, uh, uh, who's James Lipton inside the act- actor studio? Could we speak with Justin? Is Justin in there? <laughs> could we speak could with, we speak with Justin? could we speak with Justin uh, now? Okay. Yes, I'm ready. Uh, okay, let me yeah, go, go get ahead. him for a yes. second. Um, hold on one. I'll be, I'll, I'll be right back. Oh, hey. You was that your weird Jason just went and North got me. Canton centric brother Jason I was just talking to. You know, he's a big fan and as a as a member <laughs> of the Chamber of Commerce, I think he feels a lot of pressure to produce for North Canton. Man, we've had a string of sort of like local flavor. Like last episode Jane was uh reading the local newsletter from the hill she lives on because she refuses to name the part of town she lives oh, in. Oh yeah. <laughs> um I I love that one because like we got to hear just the most inane nonsense uh from the hill that they take so seriously. They so so seriously. Um so very different than a small town, Las Vegas. I spent the entire week there. Uh yeah. I have actually probably been to Vegas. I think I've been to Vegas four or five times. You've been more than that, right? I have. Yeah, I used to go every year for the National Association of Broadcasters conference and okay. now I go every couple of years. For my job. Gotcha. So you've spent a l- too much time in too much time in Vegas. Altogether too much time. Yeah, yes. too much time. So I uh, I sort of looking for I think I'm just looking for someone to vent to about my Vegas experience. <laughs> That's fair. And Vegas I, is a weird place. I'm I'm so ready to hear this. Very strange. So so I'll start off this way. So like I was flying in for a week long conference. So I fly in Monday morning. The conference starts Tuesday. Uh, so I fly in Monday morning. Flying to McCarran. Of course, the airport is filled with slot machines, which is such a strange thing. And there's oh, like yeah, the little, second you get off the plane. There's like yep, little right there. it's a terrible airport. There's like little hidey holes where you can smoke and play slots. And there's like mm-hmm. an airport employee standing outside giving you change. Mm-hmm. Like it's such it a looks weird... like a fumigation room. Like you, you oh, can yes. see the smoke. I mean, when and I say small room, it's like like fifteen feet by fifteen feet, jam full of slot yep. machines and smoke. That's yep. all it is. So like and then of course, you know, like Vegas is very bright and there's lots of signage. And so, you know, it takes some getting used to, but you kind of expect that. Like I don't go to Las Vegas and not expect bright lights and noise. Right. But I, you know, I get in my, you know, Uber, it's this wonderful woman. Uh, I, it took me forever to find it. And, you know, we get in the car and she has her, uh, you know, the whole time we're driving to the Mandalay Bay resort and casino, she is pointing out cabs that she didn't know existed because she, she drove a cab for a long time. She was like, oh, pickup truck cab. And first of all, why would a pickup truck be a cab? Ooh, weird. I, it's very weird. So, but she... Uh, I, would, I, don't, I wouldn't get in that cab. I, I would know, feel very right? weird about feel like getting in that thing. cab. So we're I've driving... never even been picked up in a pickup Uber, much less a licensed cab. Yes. Yeah, I, okay. I agree. Unless we're going to the Home Depot. Uh, but right. the... She... Uh, her GPS, you know, I'm, I've been on a plane. It's a, like a four hour plane trip. I'm tired. I'm dehydrated. I just want to be at my hotel. But she has her like navigation on so loud. And I don't know what, it, maybe it was the actual Uber driver app. But anyway, all I remember is getting the, the casino, you know, it's like, turn right here. It's like very emphatic. It's like, a, mm. it's like, turn right here, turn left. And then we get up to the front of the Mandalay Bay and it's like, drop Jonathan off. Oh, wow. Drop Jonathan off. <laughs> like most like passive aggressive, like maternal, like turn by turn. Like, no, you've missed it. Turn, no, turn oh, around. Look, there you go again. Stop it. You always do this. <laughs> so that was my, it just started, that has nothing to do with Vegas. It just started off weird. So then I get, I get up to my room and I took a picture of this actually. I get up to my room. It's, you know, it's a nice room. It has like a long hallway into it. It's not a bad room, but it's, you know, maybe 100 square feet, like a 10 by 10 room. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I uh, open up the room service menu because I'm always curious. And of course, it's you know astronomical that you know the steak is forty dollars or whatever. Uh, but then inside the menu for room service, there's a little warning in an orange box that says, uh, again, ten by ten room. Should you wish to host a business meeting? or entertain parties of 10 or more in your guest room. Please contact in-suite hospitalities at extension something, something, something. I'm like, what? A business meeting? Why? <laughs> what sort of business <laughs> would you require? Is this code? Like, is this, is this just yeah. a euphemism? But like, I think like the reality is like Vegas is such a, a, a concentration of human weirdness that this must have happened. Mm-hmm. So, like, somebody must have said, like, ah, yes, I have an important business deal. Send them to room, you know, 6231. This sounds to me like somebody who wanted to do, they wanted to have a ritzy-sounding business meeting. And so they said, hey, we're going to meet in Las Vegas at the Mandalay Bay. Like, they had just seen Ocean's yes, Eleven. Yeah, we have, there's, this we sounds have to like plan the sort a of place. Yeah, you might you might wear a suit mm-hmm. and and go down and like stick something under one of the tables so that it would measure <laughs> yes. something, and then they were going to all meet right. up at, at room six thirteen in the Mandalay Bay, and he just didn't think through that there's fourteen people in a ten by ten room because he bought and this it room on, was on, somewhere, you know the scene where they're all like sitting in the warehouse where they're like storing all their stuff in oceans they're going to yeah. use to like like you know to get one over on that guy that nobody likes who ran the casino, Terry. Terry, yeah. yeah. Uh, somewhere between that warehouse and the rooms they were staying in was this room that I was staying in. It's like <laughs> it wasn't a suite; like it was just the bathroom was kind it was just of your nice. Room. Yeah, the bathroom yeah. was nice. The toilet ran constantly. Uh, so so that was my first sort of rude awakening. The second rude awakening was um, I was just kind of you know like tired lay- laying in the bed, sort of like just you know Google Mapsing around. You know how you maps around. Mm-hmm, I was Google sure. Mapsing around because I knew that we had something later that week we were doing at the Excalibur. We were going to eat, uh, we were having a, a, a dinner at the illustrious Buca de Beppo, one of the 15 Buca de Beppos in Vegas, mm-hmm. um, in the Excalibur. Did you get the Pope table? That's how you know if they really sprung for no, it. No, 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 we didn't. We, had, no, we did yeah, not have the Pope no, table. We had, and we had a party of 18 in one server uh, because, oh, of God. course. Uh, and so, and I, it was in the Excalibur. I don't know if you've been into the still Exca- a thing? It is. And like I thought maybe we were done with that. The rooms are like $50 a night. Yeah. And it's like not great. It looks like a holiday inn they put some turrets on. Right. Like right. that's it's like, like a, a medieval time stuck into a red roof. And like it's claustrophobic and smoke-filled and terrible. But yeah. I was I didn't know any of that yet. I was just like looking at sort of the overhead view and I had it on like satellite view so I can see all like oh the beautiful turret like there's turrets in places where no one from the street could see them. So I think somebody just went crazy uh, <laughs> and putting these little turrets on. Started there. throwing turrets on shit. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, if you go to the Mandalay Bay, it's like, uh, oh, Veranda, you know, or the, uh, the uh, you know, the uh, uh, Wolfgang Puck, you know, mm-hmm. restaurant. The French restaurant at, at the Mandalay Bay, which is called Flin. Uh <laughs> And then the, uh, you know, there's like a, there's a really cool, like, communism themed restaurant because of course it's literally it's like a, it's like a red restaurant with vodka and there's a headless statue of Lenin with bird poop on it outside like they really went what, all in does that sound appetizing is communism no, sound delicious i don't know like when did communism become like ha 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 communism oh my gosh have some vodka i uh, remember when communism was the most like imminent threat to our well-being <laughs> and now it's a vodka bar 
And now it's a vodka uh, yeah, bar. Yeah, the red, you know, it's like the red menace, you know, drink sure. specials, happy hour starting at four. So that, oh. but that, you know, Mandalay Bay is making some attempts at, you know, it's a giant convention center. It's making some attempt at, at culture in this area because there's like a yeah. cool Wolfgang Peck, uh, Puck restaurant. Uh, Wolfgang Peck is his, is his uh, distant cousin. Um, but the Excalibur hovering over it, this is what the Excalibur has to offer. You ready for this? Yeah. The Excalibur Hotel and Casino. Auntie Anne's pretzels, Popeye's Louisiana chicken, and the fun dungeon. Oh no. It's an airport with, with a with a BDSM dungeon in it. Is what it is. It's an airport with 50 shades, but they're not they can only afford like four shades of gray. Right. Well, and like even so anyway. Four four shades of gray. Extra shades. Shades five to fifty are extra. Yeah, that's um, going to cost you. So anyway, I, I, you know, I, I don't even remember what I ate that night. I probably went to the, the friggin' like, you know, I explored around and figure. I probably went to like the, the food court in the Mandalay Bay and got like some Johnny Rockets. But the shake machine was down because the Johnny Rockets closes at eight. Because what? Why? Why? Anyway, I was angry about mm. it. So then Tuesday morning I get up, and this is like the first full day of the conference. So the Mandalay Bay Convention Center is nice. It's a convention center. You've been in one, you know. But this mm-hmm. conference I was at was the Tableau Conference. There were 20,000 people at it. So it was just a zoo. Con- you know, the, the, it took 30 minutes to register. It's just a... What does one do at a Tableau Conference? You look at data visualization. It's, it was actually a really well-done conference. It was just one of those, like, why does this exist mm. uh, sort of moments. So... On my way walking to that part of the conference, I walked by one of the many sort of mini marts that you see in a hotel, especially a hotel casino. It's like all these little like, you know, a little like a convenience store, like you'd see in a mall, you know, like a yep. gift shop. And there's tons of them in the Mandalay Bay. And uh, the name of this shop is Essentials. Mm. And one entire wall is bottles of alcohol. Oh, yeah. That's how they roll. Like in... Las Vegas, if you're not constantly drinking, they're afraid you might realize how shitty Las Vegas is. <laughs> they're afraid you might realize, wait, there's no windows here. What yeah, sort like of unnatural I, place have I ended up in? I am in a creepy cash grab basement labyrinth, essentially. <laughs> yes. That if I stop drinking for only a few minutes, yes. I may become aware of what dire straits I'm in well, well, and, and also, leave. So two, two things. One – there was a, because I thought like, you know, I might want to, you know, I might want to have a drink in my room at the end of the day. Maybe it might more, make more sense to, to get a bottle of something instead of like getting room service for a drink, because I knew that would be ridiculous. But like a, a, the 375 of, of Jack Dang or Maker's Mark or something is like $60. Oh, wow. Be- because they can, because they know you're not going to leave and go buy something right. somewhere else. And then also, so I, you know, I ended up not really buying anything obviously from that place so then i went up to the room because i was curious like okay what if i did want to get dinner in my room because i knew that'd be expensive you know sure. like I, the chicken fingers are 25 dollars, and there's an eight dollar service charge to bring you the oh. chicken fingers oh it just makes me so mad i know so then eight dollars to board an elevator uh, just drives me <laughs> nuts they have, then they have spirits uh you can have a uh if you so like uh name, let's see if they have it, name like a scotch or like a whiskey. Like what drink would, you, would, would be your choice if you were going to get something delivered to your room for a nightcap? I mean, if I could get a cocktail, I'd get like an old fashioned or a Manhattan or maybe okay. if I wanted something straight, maybe like a Knob Creek or something. The only one they had was Jack Daniels. 
Gross. And uh, but the good news is you could get a a seven fifty of it. So a seven fifty milliliter. How much? Is, yeah. If you wanted to go get a, a seven fifty of Jack Daniels to stock your bar, what would you pay for that? Do you think? Oh, twenty two to twenty five bucks. Two hundred and sixty dollars. No shit. Yes. You're shitting me no, right now. No, no. It gets worse. Macallan 12-year-old double barrel, Scotch whiskey. That's a good whiskey, for, right? Yeah, for $40, $45. $525. My God. Okay. The okay, humanity. But let's, let's go up here. Uh, I, I'm not familiar with tequilas. Is Patron Platinum a nice tequila? It's not a good tequila, but it is a well-loved high-priced tequila. $800. Oh, my God. <laughs> in... in I'm trying to imagine how <laughs> supply and demand works. This is yeah. Somebody has done this. Somebody has done this. The only reason they can charge uh, them out of money is either because they never want to bring you anything or because right. people will pay it. And I think the sad truth is that people will pay it. So how would that work? So you're on a you're on an expense account. You happen to have a handful of hookers and some blow. You've run <laughs> out of you've run out of uh, alcohol and you're like, whatever, just I'm throw not it leave on the room. Well, luckily, no. Throw it on Kimberly Clark. Luckily, the Kimberly Clark is buying our hookers and blow. Luckily, Justin, there out. actually is a mini bar in the room. Oh, thank you. That God. has some things right on hand. You don't even have to call anybody. And um, did you happen to look at the prices on the mini bar? Well, you have to navigate into the TV menu to see the prices. Oh. So you have to like turn the TV on uh, and watch a video about their their local chef <laughs> to to access the prices. Um, the uh, if you'd like a bag of M and M's. Um, those are right there staring at you for your entire life. Yeah. And those are $13. Oh, my God. Um, uh, if you'd like uh, some beef jerky, that's going to be $25. Uh, no. And if you no. want it, the, uh, the airplane bottle. So you open up the fridge, and it's, you know, it's airplane bottles. And then a couple of, like, 375s, like smaller bottles. Uh, and, like, the, a can of Pepsi is $8. And that's like, yeah, sure, fine. You're just gouging. I, I get it. Maybe I really yeah. want a can of Pepsi. Yeah. Uh, you can't see what any of the little airplane bottles are. And so I was like, well, I'm probably not going to buy any of these because like, it's ridiculous. I might as well just go downstairs and get a drink somewhere, you know. But there's a bar. Like, there's a bar when you walk off the elevator. You know, it's like it's not that big of a deal. Uh, so, yeah, you that's know, Las Vegas, right? Yeah. So like I, I pick up, you know, one. I'm like, oh, that's Makers. I don't want that. And like pick up more. It's like, oh, that's, uh, that's like a, oh, that's like a cool, like, that's like the expensive Jack Daniels or something. Okay, whatever. And I slid one other out. I was like, oh, that's actually just a small bottle of Grey Goose. I hate body cap, but I'll put it back. Uh, then I looked at the inside of the, this is the, ins granted, this is the inside of the mini fridge. Yeah. It's what's written on the inside of the mini fridge. Warning. Removing any item will immediately charge your room. Oh, those bastards. <laughs> It didn't so, say that anywhere else. It only so the said only it on the way, inside. Of the, it looked like the warning level for like electricity. Yeah. Like the, you know, like the, the energy rating. And the way you would discover it is by opening your mini yeah. fridge and removing bottles. Yeah. You've, you finally unlock the secret that it turns and out I, that was a bad I, idea. I call down to the front desk. I'm like, I can't tell. I got, I, they got to come see it now. Cause like they could tell I didn't drink any of it. But yeah. I was kind of worried they weren't going to care. Like, well, you're lost. Better drink it now. Well, you touched them. Uh, but I but I called down and they're like, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. And they, <laughs> they got it. They were okay. Yeah. And they so and I, they sent somebody up, a mini bar technician. Oh. From the mini bar team. This was 9 p.m. <laughs> they have a 24-hour staffed mini bar team. Uh, yeah. and they sent him up to verify, no, you did not in fact drink it. But it was just like that ridiculous experience. And then anyway, you know, we're only to Tuesday. 
Wednesday, in Thursday. What, I just got to – can I pause yeah. on this for a moment? Yeah. I'm trying to imagine it, when Adam Smith sort of helped us lay out the foundational rules for capitalism, <laughs> is there yes. any way that he could have imagined or would have sanctioned an $8 Pepsi <laughs> in a Las Vegas bar? I don't think so. I think if he yeah. knew that this is what was coming, he would, he would have been like, call it off, no, yeah, shut it down. The invisible hand, like the invisible We're hand. We're not doing this. Yeah, the invisible hand is clearly drunk. Well, Go home, every invisible once hand, in a while, you're drunk. <laughs> the invisible hand will just sl- slip one in your butt like that <laughs> to surprise you. And I find it so unconscionable. Although I will say, this is sober, Justin, at 11.45 on a Sunday morning. I, you know what's funny? is like they, there's something about the, the environment is, are you not drinking? Why? Why aren't yeah. you drinking? Even That's the conference the was like, wait, are you not drinking? You need to drink. I'm, I'm sorry. Are you doing Las Vegas sober right now? Yeah. Can we? Can we? If we're going to talk about dashboards and whether or not you need to color code them, uh, I need you to be drinking right now. Well, so uh, that's that why, that. and this is a hidden secret of the conference industry. That's why they hold all the conferences in Vegas. Because if you ever tried to make it through a conference sober, you would realize oh, what God. a hysterical farce the whole thing I, is. Like, and this was a good conference, and I still felt that way. But but anyway, yeah. th- this the conference was actually the least straight because they've held this conference in other places. They like alternate year and come back to Vegas every yeah. other year. But I mean, it's 20,000 people. Where else do you put that? And not and everyone not lose their damn minds, you know? Right. Like, well, because I think it's it shouldn't happen, right? Like it, yeah. at no point in it, when we evolved into, you know, homo sapiens sapiens, at, at no point were we evolved to put on a lanyard and sit in rows of chairs for three days, clapping at people wearing <laughs> turtlenecks. But this is what happened. And the only natural response to this yeah. chaos is to drink. And so we built Las Vegas around the chaos of the conference. Yes. Like, if you, if you, hold a large enough conference las vegas just apparates around it like yeah it's like that's actually how it happened uh, it's, it's how you no, summon las vegas before, before you got on i was actually reading i was actually reading through like the wikipedia intro the wikipedia entry just for like the history of las vegas because wikipedia is pretty good at like a short here's everything you need to know mm-hmm. and i just want to read this one paragraph 1931 was a pivotal year for las vegas at that time nevada legalized casino gambling and reduced residency requirements for divorce to six weeks. Wow. Wow. That was the That's boom. the only two things they mentioned. That was the thing that made it all work. <laughs> the engine of Las Vegas is run on these two factors. It's like legalized legal gambling, gambling and quick divorce. Quick divorce and the Hoover Dam. That's oh, like, that's so good. That's all, that's all there is. <laughs> this is what powers the uh, strip. So I, I have one more little thing, and then I got to tell you my favorite, my favorite story the whole week. So I'm ready. Uh, I, I had gotten a pretty cheap room and I didn't know why until I realized Mandalay Bay is like this three prong. It's like a, a, like a ninja star made of, made of, made of human, uh, human suffering. And, uh, and like the, uh, so there's, you know, essentially six sides you could be on because there's these three, you know, uh, towers all connected in the center. And, uh, you know, the room I was in did not overlook the wave pool. And I was like, oh, you know, wave pool is closed. It's November, but it did not overlook the wave pool. It did. I wondered why it was so cheap and why I was still able to get it. And I realized because I looked out my window and I'm staring at the LED sign out front. Oh, no. So, like, it's just like, unless I had blackout curtains, but unless the blackout curtains were done, you were not sleeping. Like, because it was just daylight. So it was just in that room. full lumens, full brightness. Oh, yeah. Hours it was just like, do you want to know about all the concerts coming up here? We have them all. Uh, yep. And, um, but there was a sign. 
that I initially misread. It was uh, uh, there's a there's an aquarium in the Mandalay Bay because of course there is. Yeah. Uh, and it said the Shark Reef Aquarium, but I initially misread it when I got to my room and I thought that it said Shark Free Aquarium. And I was like, "Oh, how, prog- <laughs> how, how progressive! <laughs> what an important feature of what an a, aquarium! What a what a weird place to draw the line, you know?" <laughs> Guys, like, we've gone through we've gone through and ensured there are no sharks in this aquarium. Uh, because who would do that? Yeah, you know, we, we, the, it is now declared shark free. Sharks, sharks, sharks deserve to be free. Uh, but anyway, there's a there is a you know if you want to get anywhere in the Mandalay Bay from your from your hotel room, you need to take the elevator down and then walk through. Uh, the casino. You can't get anywhere yeah. without walking through the casino. They've right. they've made it such that you must walk through the labyrinthine casino area to get to wherever you want to go. Certainly oh, it's to genius. any food or to anything you might be doing that day, like a conference. Yep. So you walk through the casino and you walk through like the food dungeon. There's no windows, but there's these really it's bizarre. Like when you think about a really fancy restaurant, you think about ambiance, and something that creates ambiance is daylight. But no, there's all these incredibly expensive fancy restaurants, including one with like a sky wine pillar where the angels retrieve your wine for you, which is women hooked up to like hydraulics and like, yeah, like high wire acts. And they fly up and retrieve a bottle for you off this like hundred foot tall tower of wine. I Um, I mean, the, the, the hubris, the feeling of power that must just if just course through your veins when you go, I would like a 1971 Chateau Neuf de Pas, and all of a sudden, a beautiful woman on a de- potentially deadly high wire, <laughs> yes. it just shoots off it for, yeah, to, to the ceiling to get it for you. Just I mean, ridiculous. And it that, has nothing to yeah. do with the wine and everything to do with but, your insecurity. But that's in that gotta moment. be with like a five out of ten on Las Vegas excess. Anyway, oh yeah. Oh, so yeah. I'm walking through. I see the headless linen. I see. <laughs> Uh, the French restaurant. The French restaurant. I see yeah. uh, Wolfgang uh, Puck. Uh, he's not there, but his restaurant is. And his restaurant is, would you like pasta? $90. Uh, yeah. And uh, I see the Citizen's Kitchen and Bar. I'm like, oh, Citizen's Kitchen and Bar. This seems like Americana. I'll do this. So I go in. I say, hey, it's just me. Like, do you want to sit at the bar? I'm like, yeah, I'll just sit at the bar. I sit at the bar, and there's one bartender. And I begin to notice a series of bizarre things after I sit down. The first thing is the bartender. The bartender's name tag says EJ, but not E period, J period, EJ, E-J-A-Y, EJ. Oh. EJ is of indeterminate everything. Mm-hmm. EJ has a permed mullet. Uh, EJ is short, but strong looking, neither masculine nor feminine. I'm not sure mm-hmm. that anybody else could see EJ. It might have been only me. Uh, <laughs> is it possible that EJ was a projection of your own psychosexual frustration? I think possibly he was. Okay. He, they, no, I'm sorry. I think possibly they were. They were, yeah. Yeah. Uh, EJ approaches and says to me, and I quote, for, when I say indeterminate, I also have no idea where EJ was from or how long EJ had been here or there. Uh, EJ said, and I quote, hey, doggy, I got you, bro, dog. <laughs> you know anything, my brother? I am EJ. And I'm like, oh, okay. wow. So I've never been called doggy. No. Or bro dog. It, hey, I mean, doggy. And I'm like, I actually looked around. Sw- I'm like, am I doggy? <laughs> like, well, and I, I'm not trying to do, I'm not trying to do an accent poorly. I'm trying to portray the idea that this was, was not an accent. This was every right. accent. That's great. Uh, and it's like, you need anything, brother. I'm EJ. Uh, and I, 
I order some food and he walks up and he's like, every time I order something, he's like, bro, I got you. I got you. <laughs> and then he walks away. As if he's, ma- as if he's maybe doing something like really bi- like a benefactor. Here. Like you were in danger. This is not at all a transactional relationship. I'm here for you. <laughs> yeah, yes. I felt that way. There's two other people at the bar. Uh, he's wandering around. He's getting them food. He's very quick. He's a very good bartender. You can tell. That, sorry, they. They are a very good bartender. You can tell. And then they uh, they uh, remove six bottles of uh, Bud, uh, Budweiser or Bud Light and just set them on the counter next to me. They remained there for the remainder oh. of the meal. I don't know why they were there. Uh, and then I kind of start to notice the music in this place. Uh, and the music... You know, uh, what's the Allman Brothers song that was on Guitar Hero, Jessica? Oh, yeah, that you know? one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Imagine the most repetitive two-bar loop from that song just playing constantly. Oh, no. It's like a nightmare scape of, 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 of jam bands. Oh, no. Uh, and it's just a... It's just that harmonized guitar riff oh, yes, over and yeah, over. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and just the like it was like a jam band got stuck in a in like a planner vortex. Oh, and I'm God. listening to this and kind of losing my cool. This is what Vegas does to me. I can't deal with the the, the bright lights and the sound. And then uh EJ walks up, you're not right, doggy. And I was like, uh, yes. And he goes, huh, yes, well, yes, well got good, yes, and walks away. Oh God. And it's just it, it's like, did I am I losing my grip on reality? It's possible that EJ, that they were some kind of specter through the astral plane that produced the music. <laughs> yes, that yes. EJ, EJ has never existed. If I were to stop e- believing in EJ, the entire restaurant would disappear. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't lose him. I couldn't lose him, Justin. I couldn't lose him. I like to imagine just all like you stop while you close your eyes, and then you try really hard to stop believing in EJ. Yeah. And all the wind from the kitchen starts to suck everything in. Yeah. And all the servers look at you like, thank you for finally ridding us of this <laughs> curse. And they're just sucked yeah. back yeah. into the kitchen yeah. and it dissolves into a little brightly colored cube. <laughs> and that cube is just going. <laughs> so anyway, so anyway. The, the, the end of the meal, I, you know, so I sort of visualize all of that, but it doesn't happen. You know, at the end of the meal, uh, he walks up and I've gotten my card out and he holds out his hand. He just sort of like, shabbat, you know what I mean? Like just a bam, hand out, mm. bam, yeah. hand out across the bar. And I hand him my card and he looks at me and he sets the card down and he holds out his hand again. And an interminable mm. moment goes by and I reach out and I shake his hand. And he mm. smiles, and there's too many teeth. Mm-hmm. And he says, and he and he stops shaking my hand, and he says, "All right, Papa, one more, okay." And then he puts out his fist, and we fist bump. Whoa! And as Sweet Home Alabama plays over the speakers, I leave the weirdest dinner I've ever had. <laughs> and as I walk out the door, deciding never to turn back because I'm worried yeah. about what I would see. Yeah. I hear, hey, oh, Papa, stay cool. I appreciate you, my friend. Wow. EJ was really building something with you this I, whole time. It's like, this is the is hardest possible, working man in bartending. Is it possible that they are currently in a state of enslavement 
in this astral projection yes, and that like they, they were begging escape. you to get them out. I never and saw EJ leave from behind the bar. Yeah. He may not, they may not have legs. They may no, just, no. they may just sort of float on no, your consciousness. This is like the kind of like, uh, uh, whatever EJ was when he arrived, when they arrived in Las Vegas. Las Vegas has transformed EJ, <laughs> crushed them into a diamond. Uh, uh, and really, it's the diamond earring they were wearing. And if you were to remove uh -huh. the diamond, truly, EJ is not the, the, the individual I was seeing in front of me. EJ was the diamond. Yes. Um, and at one point, EJ was just a guy attending a conference who opened his mini bar. <laughs> and was and sucked in. It was sucked in. <laughs> And it all went downhill. And at some point, he found himself on the strip accepting a handful of those trading cards with strippers on them. And at like 4 a.m., he was on Fremont Ave. Like, I, I don't know what's happening, but I, I find myself eating the neon and I, I can't stop. And now now we have the, the diamond that used to be EJ's yeah. that lives in a hologram. Yeah. That is beg in that moment was begging you. By pulling you across the bar into his world, he was begging you to release him with just one more papa. That's why it, had I had I had I drank any of the mini bar airplane bottles, I would not yeah. have been able to release the handshake, and I would have That's just right. been shaking his hand forever and would have been drawn in. And then I, well, he would and have then I would wake up and look at my hands, and I would have rings, and I would look in the mirror, and I would see a permed mullet, and it's yep. like I have finally released. Uh, uh, EJ, and then I looked yep. down and said, oh no, we are all EJ. <laughs> you are part of the collective EJ now. <laughs> I like to imagine that had had he been able to talk you into that one last drink, Papa, that, <laughs> Papa. He, he, that, that and with the handshake and the fist bump, he would have he would have replaced, he would have released himself and yes. woke up like naked in the back alley behind the Sahara <laughs> yeah. in like 1964. <laughs> and he would have found the crumpled clothes of the previous EJ and put them on and walked off into the desert. Yeah. Finally free from this Las Vegas prison. <laughs> so that was EJ. My other theory is werewolf. Oh yeah. No, also yeah. equally palpable. Yeah. I can, <laughs> I can feel that with you. The thing that nobody that people don't get, and it's very similar to Disneyland about Las Vegas, is it is built from the moment you land at McCarran Airport and possibly on the flight there. It is built to do that to you. Yeah. Like every step, and I, I go there at least once a year. So it's not like I hate the place, but it is built. Every step is built to pull you into an alternate reality of some bizarre chiffon and neon playground <laughs> that like, it feels like if you've never been at some point, especially if you're in any kind of altered state from the alcohol, it feels like you've walked into a cake topper <laughs> made out of fondant that has become a functioning city. And everywhere you turn is some bizarre attempt at, at human delight, but it's always kind of twisted. It's like, yeah. I, I, we're trying to delight the senses, but we're doing it the same way that like a broken calliope can only play four notes <laughs> and they're all twisted. That's how it gets. And the longer you stay there, the more that starts to sound normal to you. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like the, the one that really got me was the, uh, I wanted to go to the gym while I was there and they had a cardio room, but that was again, like, I'm pretty sure you could smoke in there. Uh, but like the, the, <laughs> an ashtray on it. Yeah. Yeah. But if you wanted the gym, they had a nice gym, it, but that was inside of the spa. 
you need to pay a day rate, you know, to get into the spa. And the sure. spa was like a, you know, men's spa, women's spa, clothing optional, opulent fountains. And like, you know, well, there's the warm pool and the hot pool and the cold pool. Mm-hmm. And there was an attendant and they gave you slippers and there was robes. And I went in there and I'm like, well, I can't believe I had to pay, you know, 30 bucks to go to Ouch. the gym today, you know, but it's fine. Like, I want to be able to go to the gym. That's important for me. And then I realized, like, why do people pay 30 bucks to be in here? And then I was sitting in, you know, I actually got in the, you know, the hot pool and it was nice. And I realized it's quiet in here. All I hear mm. is the rushing water and the silence. Mm. This is the only place in Vegas where it is quiet. They have created right. a space so loud and so annoying and so cloying that people will pay more money to be in some bizarre oasis in the middle of it. It's like, it's like, it's like if you, know, you paid me $2,000 for me to drop you into a desert, but then I made you pay $500 more to access the oasis. Right, right. Well, and that, that's the tremendous irony is that they built it in a place that was already that. <laughs> it's already a desert. It's already a desert. It's already quiet. And there's it this was... neon penumbra surrounding exactly. it. But if you exactly. pay enough money, you can get, you to, can the, get out. To, the, to the center, which is essentially my bathroom. <laughs> That's exactly right. They've got you, man. And, and it's genius. And it's, Disneyland is the same way. You realize that every moment of joy you're having is just a sales pitch for the slightly more joyous yes, moment to come. Absolutely. Yeah. And and so when you get in the spa and you they hand you your your cucumber water, <laughs> they kind of look at Mang- you like please, mango water. Mango water. Yeah. Forgive me. Yeah. But they look at you like, you know, uh you seem to be relaxing a lot there. <laughs> you know what makes relaxation just slightly better? Be a big old terry cloth robe. <laughs> You interested in a terry cloth robe, Jonathan? Would you like that? Oh, we can get you one of those. Hey, yes. that robe looks awful good it's on the, you. It's not, but it's not the like. It's the. Uh, they're not selling. They're like, well, of course you'll want this robe. It's fifty dollars. Yeah. Um, no. Oh, you don't. You require oh, this. On, now. I'm. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I. You know, it's like. It's like. Oh, you don't want twenty five dollars chicken fingers. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't. I didn't know. It's like you. They make you feel like the weird one. Yeah, I just assumed you would. Naturally, you want the $25 chicken fingers. It's 4 a.m. <laughs> this is what you do now. Why wait? Yeah, by the way, room service, 24 hours. They will make you up some oh, yeah. pancakes at 3 a.m. They don't care. <laughs> I mean, it's built It's built for that purpose. It's built to get you so drunk that at 4 a.m. you're like, God, I could really go for some pancakes, but my legs no longer work. <laughs> is there anything that can solve this problem? Oh, yeah. $50 flapjacks? Absolutely. Oh, I'll do right, it. Coming right to you. Sign me up. And it sounds like such a great idea. You feel like you hacked the system. I got to drink all day until my legs don't work, <laughs> and I'm getting pancakes. Well, and then, I win. And then, the, the well, maybe we'll end on this. So this is my last day. I've survived a full week in Vegas, my last day. I'm flying out this day. And I go to one of those places you wished you'd discovered on day one. It was the Seabreeze Cafe. It was next to the buffet. But it was nice. It looked out over, you know, the palm trees and the pools and things. And there was daylight uh, in a casino, which is like, oh, weird. Mm -hmm. And then I see an ad for uh, Seabreeze Cafe. The fun never ends with our bottomless signature Bloody Mary. $15 each. Or $17 bottomless. And this Bloody Mary has some fries, 
in it. <laughs> and then a skewer with, and I'm trying to parse this out. I took a picture of the ad. A coconut shrimp. A fried cheese something. Mm-hmm. A very unhappy looking jalapeno. And mm-hmm. a chicken finger. Good lord. <laughs> I don't feel like that's, that's a Las Bloody Vegas. Mary anymore. That's Las yeah. Vegas. Ew. That's it's so the- perfect. <laughs> Las Vegas is just – it's a constant state of, oh, you you like Bloody Mary? You like Bloody Mary? It's oh, like you the, like chicken fingers? It's like the, yeah, well, we're just going to cram those all into one thing. <laughs> but it's like anti, $17. No one would, it's bottomless. No one would Instagram this, right? This is like the anti-Instagram. Like the rest oh, of the world sure. is designed for you to want to tell the people you were there. This is designed <laughs> to give you things and make you do things that you don't want to tell anyone you ever did. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. It's, it, it's essentially that island from Pinocchio. <laughs> Where everybody eventually turns into a donkey. <laughs> if you don't make it out fast enough. Las Vegas. Become a donkey with your friends. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now I kind of want to go. See, this place has a grip on me. 